Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode number 196 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur. You guys, we are coming up on 200 episodes. I'm so freaking excited. I cannot believe I've put out 200 episodes. So crazy. We're going to have a little celebration of some sort. I better get my act together and figure out what that's going to be, but (laughs) it'll be fun, whatever it is. You know, we're also in the first week of the Dry January Kickstarter, my 30-day boot camp on Facebook. And I have to tell you, this group is on fire. I am so in love with all these amazing souls who have joined the boot camp, following the workbook, sharing their journeys with each other. And we're just in the first few days. And already, this is by far one of the coolest things I've ever done. I've never done a 30-day anything. (laughs) This is my first time with that. And it's been nerve-wracking for sure because it's a lot to make sure that I keep you guys happy and engaged and keep it fun and all those things. But it is one of the coolest things I've ever done. I'm really excited about it. And thank you to all of you who are getting in there and really making this boot camp fun and doing the work and showing up for yourselves. And if you haven't joined yet, go join. Like, I want people to continue joining this whole month. Like, this is going to go through the beginning of February. So join. It's okay if you're a little bit late. We still have new people coming in every day. I'd love for there to be new people coming in every week because that keeps the group vitalized and fresh and fun and engaged, right? Which is the most important part. So addictionunlimited.com forward slash bootcamp. But don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. (laughs) Like The whole point of this is new year, right? Like let's start fresh. I know 2020 was crazy. I think for a lot of us, 2021 was still kind of crazy. And my 2021 wasn't horrible by any stretch, but it was weird. I mean, that's the best word I have for it. It was weird. I mean, nothing went the way I thought it was going to go. I Almost all of my plans fell apart, which led to a lot of opportunities to learn about myself, about my business, about my processes, my thought processes. Like, it was a weird freaking year. But it was also a much needed weird year. (laughs) So for me, I'm so looking forward to 2022 and taking all the lessons and adversity and hardships that I had in 2021 and putting all that new knowledge to work, right? That's what makes this year so much more exciting because I'm a new version of me. 
And I'm sure you can say the same thing. So in this new version of you, don't procrastinate. Don't put this off. Come in and join us in the bootcamp. Addictionunlimited.com forward slash bootcamp is where you sign up. Then you'll get an email to join the Facebook group and tell you everything you need to know. We've got live videos going on each week, and it's really pretty incredible. And I will link that in the show notes as usual, so you can click right from your podcast app, addictionunlimited.com forward slash boot camp. This is the opportunity to see where you struggle and to figure out how to get over those hurdles so you can have the life you want, like leave the booze behind for good, get that sense of freedom you hear us talk about, not being a hostage to alcohol and all the drama it brings anymore. And let's just make 2022 freaking amazing. Addictionunlimited.com forward slash bootcamp. Okay, are you ready to dive into this week's topic? Oh, it's a good one, my friends. <laughs> it's a good one. How to forgive yourself. I want to share my experience with you on this topic, and it will it'll probably surprise you a little bit. This is one of the biggest hurdles I see people struggle with when trying to stay sober. It's the guilt and shame. The guilt and shame of choices we've made and figuring out how to forgive yourself so you can move forward. And I'm telling you, I wish I had the magic wand that I could just wave the magic wand and take this away for everyone. I want to just remove all the guilt and shame for everyone because it's like this huge 5,000-pound blanket laying over the top of you, weighing you down, making it feel impossible to move and impossible to heal. And I'd love to just be able to wave the wand you know, and take it all away, make everybody feel better and sober and strong and powerful. That's what I want for you. And I want to be really clear about something too, my friend. You cannot move forward in your life if you spend all of your time looking back. If you want to move forward and create a new life, you have to look forward and focus on what that new life and new version of you is going to look like. Then you create that. When I say create it, I mean... If you see yourself as the green smoothie drinking yoga mom, then go take the steps to get you closer to being that person. Create it. Do it. Start experimenting with smoothies to find some that you like that you can make regularly and get the ingredients and have them on hand and start doing it. Take a yoga class. If you're going from doing nothing and you want to be a yoga mom, take a damn yoga class. Just start there. And if you don't like that one, take a different one. <laughs> Try a different instructor or a different place or a different style of yoga. Try it at home from YouTube. I mean, there's a thousand ways to do it. But that's how you create it. You see the vision, what you want that to look like, and then you start taking the actions to be that. That's how you create it. Take the steps that get you closer to being that person. People with addiction, one of our most charming qualities is we tend to be a bit obsessive. I get a thought in my head and it can take over my whole day. I think about it, twist it up, think about it some more, I ruminate, blow it out of proportion. 
and really just completely wear myself out. Obsessive thinking, right? I think this is one of the reasons a lot of us have trouble sleeping because I can't slow the committee down enough to relax and fall asleep. We just have brains that move really fast. If you attach to thoughts of the past and mistakes, then that's what you'll obsess about. And obsessing about mistakes is not going to get you anywhere. It doesn't solve any problems. It doesn't change anything. I didn't carry a ton of guilt and shame into my sobriety. I certainly did things I'm not proud of, no question. But I didn't carry a ton of guilt and shame about it. I think one reason is because I'm a logic-based person. I'm not an emotion-based person, right? So I get really honest with myself about the situation and move on. Also, if you've been with me for any time at all, you know I'm all about the solution, not the problem. I want to focus my energy on solving the problem and feeling better, (laughs) not obsessing about how awful I am and how badly I feel about it. I want the solution and the relief. When I would think about things I did and didn't feel great about, here's what I said to myself. This was my inner dialogue. I'd be like, well, that sucks. I can't believe you did that. But you don't have a time machine. You can't go back and change it. So let's just figure out how to move forward and make sure you never do that again. That was my inner dialogue. Huge piece of that. You don't have a time machine. That's what I would say to myself over and over again. You don't have a time machine. There's nothing you can do about what has already happened. All I can do is focus on what happens next and making sure I don't do the same dumb shit. I wanted to do everything in my power to make sure I never put alcohol in my body again because I did crappy things when I was drunk. Never in my right mind. That was the drunk version of me. So the mission was to make sure I was no longer the drunk version. That was thing number one. Then the process of recovery is to heal the broken pieces so I don't have to make broken decisions anymore. Also, you know, the best way to heal past mistakes is by leaving them in the past. If you want to heal your family relationships and bad decisions, the best thing to do is stop making those bad decisions. Leave the bad decisions in the past. If you want people to trust you that you're leaving the old you in the past, then it has to be in the past. If you spent a bunch of money and racked up credit card debt and you want to start healing that wound, the first thing you do is stop using the credit card right? Then get in the solution. Look around your house for a bunch of stuff that you never use or you don't need, things that you've just got stored and sell it on the marketplace and use that money to make a credit card payment. You see what I'm saying? Get in the solution. You can sit around and have a pity party about the credit card debt and beat yourself up and obsess about what a mess you made, Or you can get off your buns and take some action to start cleaning up the mess you made. Where do you want to be, in the problem or in the solution? 
When your family sees you getting up off your buns and taking action, that's when they start healing. You sitting around and sulking about what a crappy human or spouse or parent you are isn't healing. People don't care if you feel sorry for yourself and feel horrible about the mistakes you made. Wait, that didn't sound right. (laughs) I mean, they care, but you know what I mean. They care. Of course, they want to know you're remorseful or regretful, right? They want to know you're not a total sociopath. They want to know you recognize the mistakes, but they don't want to be a part of your pity party. They want to be a part of your healing. If you want your mistakes to be in the past, then focus on leaving them in the past. Two things I recognized early on was, again, I don't have a time machine. I can't go back and change it. And the other thing was, as long as I don't drink, I'm not that person. The drunk me was a whole different version of human. And as long as I don't have alcohol in my body, I am not that person. So I think I didn't carry a ton of guilt and shame because I could separate the real me from the drunk version of me. And they really are two separate people. And as long as I don't drink, I'm not the drunk version. I get to just be me who I really am. A thought process I see people get caught in also is the desire to punish yourself. And I remember this feeling after my car accident all those years ago, I I was pretty banged up. My face was broken. And when I left the hospital, they had given me a script for pain meds and I didn't fill the prescription because I wanted myself to suffer. I wanted to punish myself and make myself be in physical pain because I was in so much emotional pain. And I thought I deserved to be in pain because of what I did. This is flawed thinking, my friend. (laughs) If you have this thought, it's time to start turning it around because you're not serving anyone when you're consumed with punishing yourself. It's like an added layer to our selfishness and self-centeredness. Like as usual, we're only thinking about ourselves, wanting to punish ourselves. It's all about us. Me, 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 me. I did this. I deserve this. I'm a bad person. I feel sorry for me. Me, me, me. Right? It's like, it's just more selfishness and self-centeredness. A healthy thought process is like, okay, I effed up. And being effed up isn't serving me or healing my family. So let me get up and figure out how to get my shit together because I want my family to have some healing and peace. I want to give my family some relief by seeing me get it together so they can relax and have some hope for our future. You know, this is another form of self-hatred too. Anything you do that is causing you harm and you continue to make the conscious choice to do it, is self-hatred. Smoking cigarettes, over-drinking, overeating, uh, not exercising, uh, down to even small things like continuing to be late when your boss has already talked to you about being late. 
um, crappy relationships. Like I had crappy relationship after crappy relationship because I felt crappy about myself. So I chose crappy people. That's how it is. You guys, all of these things are a form of self-harm and self-loathing. There are a million things we do that aren't showing ourselves love and self-punishment is one of them. I talk so much about mindset and gratitude and self-esteem because these are the pillars that you build on. If you want to punish yourself, you don't like yourself. You're angry with yourself. That's self-esteem. And when your self-esteem sucks, you will act out against yourself and cause yourself harm. You hear the term self-sabotage. Self-sabotage comes from low self-esteem. If things are going well and you don't think you deserve it or you don't think you've earned it or you don't trust yourself to handle it and do it well, you will F it up in one way or another. So let's go over a few things I've learned about how to forgive yourself. First of all, I want to say this because I think people get this twisted, giving Forgiveness is not giving approval for what happened. There's a belief that if I forgive myself, then my family will think I'm okay with what I did. Or if I forgive another person for what they did to me, that means I'm saying what they did was okay. Wrong. By forgiving yourself, you're not agreeing with your past behavior and you're not forgetting it forgiving yourself, you're simply letting go of the associated negative emotions and beliefs and moving forward lovingly. Now, it doesn't mean that just because you forgive yourself that you allow yourself to continue to engage in the behavior either. No. It means that you forgive yourself for being human and for having weakness and flaws But instead of moving forward from a place of self-punishing and negativity, I want you to move forward from a place of acceptance. Forgiveness doesn't mean approval. It means acceptance. This is some good work to do to release some past BS. Give yourself the opportunity to change and have hope for your future, and give the people that love you the opportunity to have some healing and peace. Okay? Start by dealing with one thing at a time. I see this a lot in human beings. This isn't just an addiction thing. This is just a human being thing. Like we want to deal with 25,000 things at one time. I want to take every mistake I've ever had in the last two decades, and I want to fix them. Right? I want to take all 375,000 of my character defects, and I want to fix them all today, right? And it just doesn't work that way. Pick one thing you need to forgive yourself for and just focus on getting to the root of that. Once you identify the thing you want to focus on, then identify the emotions and negative associations it created. Meaning, 
oftentimes when you make a mistake, you create a story about yourself because of the mistake. Like the mistake becomes who you are, not just what you did. I made plenty of mistakes, but making mistakes and doing behaviors I'm not proud of isn't a sign of my moral failing, right? It's just something I did. It's not who I am. I am not bad. The decision I made wasn't fantastic. As a human being, that doesn't make me a bad human being, right? It's not who you are. It's just what you did. If you create this story, it can be all these negative things you say to yourself, right? These negative emotions, negative associations. I'm a bad person. I don't deserve happiness. I'm not a good mom. Whatever those things are or the emotions behind it, right? Self-blame, disgust, disappointment, guilt and shame. And to start identifying this, when you think about the event, what story does the committee tell you? What are the thoughts running through your head when you think about it? That's how you identify the negative associations and negative feelings. Next, identify why you did what you did. What are the causes and conditions? I'll tell you mine. Number one was usually drunk. (laughs) That was the cause and condition. I was drunk. But deeper than that, I was insecure. I wanted to be loved. I have trauma. Maybe you did the thing because you were too young to know any better. Or you were careless or selfish or you weren't paying attention. You weren't present. Your mind wasn't in the right place, right? Drunk. Your priorities were off, or you did it out of fear, or it's what you were taught to do. A lot of the things that we do, you guys, they're learned behaviors. You learned it somewhere. Or maybe you did the thing to get revenge, or you did it because you were in pain yourself, or you wanted to feel superior, or your life situation caused you to do it. Whatever the reason, it's important to be super honest with yourself about what motivated you. Because this is the stuff that we work on correcting. Knowing the true reason for why you did the thing, whatever you did, it doesn't excuse you from doing it. It simply creates understanding. And understanding creates compassion. When I can look back at some of my shenanigans and see that I wasn't intentionally being a bad person, I was a broken person. I was young. I didn't know then that I had trauma. I didn't know I had low self-esteem or how to fix it. I didn't know. I was young. I was careless. I was selfish. I was drunk. And I just didn't know any better. When I look back on that version of me with compassion and loving that version of me because she was broken and hurt, then I can forgive myself and start learning to do better. When you know better, you do better. This is why I love self-help and personal development so much because I was so broken. And once I learned I was fixable, And I could start figuring out what pieces needed to be fixed. 
then I knew there were no limits to who I could be. When you can look at the situation from a more rational point of view and see that the choices you made don't make you a bad person. It was simply a choice you made at that time. And that choice was based on your current mindset, situation, understanding, and knowledge. Now you get to create a different mindset. You get to have a new level of understanding and knowledge and forgive yourself for the past. Lastly, I want you to clean up the mess. Resolve the situation. In 12 steps, we make amends. And listen, I recommend everybody on the planet get good at amends because it was absolutely my most favorite part of all the steps. And I would have never guessed that going into it. I was scared to death. But honest to God, it was one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. You want to have love and respect for yourself? Learn to make amends. Own your part, say it out loud, put your pride aside, and be the bigger person. Nothing feels better than showing someone the love and respect of owning your own drama and mistakes. It's okay to make messes. We're human. We will always make messes and create a little mess here and there. And if you want resolution, then you go back and clean up your mess. Don't sweep it under the rug, act like it never happened. No, clean it up. One of my favorite things I learned in AA2 was living amends. I made living amends with my family through my actions, right? Living amends isn't sitting down and saying, I'm sorry. First of all, nobody wants to hear I'm sorry anymore. They don't care what you have to say. They want to see what you do. Action, action, action. They don't care about your words anymore. We've already burned that bridge, most of us. (laughs) But I can do living amends through my actions every day, right? Showing up, being present, being dependable, being sober. If your kids won't talk to you, then show them through your action. Be different. Do differently. Show up. Be dependable. Create consistency. That's what creates healing for the people around you. And it creates healing on the inside of you. So let's recap these because I want you to take on this new way of handling negative feelings and getting to a place of forgiving yourself so you can move forward. I'm telling you, I think it is nearly impossible to stay sober if you are harboring all of this negativity and resentment toward yourself. Like this, I'm telling you, it's one of the biggest struggles I see in a hundred years of doing this work. This stuff is hard. And this is a fantastic process that you can adopt to really start getting to the root of things and forgiving yourself. So recap, deal with one thing at a time. Identify the negative emotions and negative associations it created, right? Making a mistake is not who you are. It's what you did. You're not a bad person. You made a bad choice. That's all. Then identify why you did what you did. What are the causes and conditions? Lastly, get in the solution. Resolve the situation and clean up your mess. That's it. 
This is a great exercise to do with your journal. I always talk about the healing properties of writing things out pen to paper, and this is an awesome set of steps to take to your journal every time you catch yourself in some guilt and shame, self-loathing, or whatever negative thing is happening in your head. And it's step by step. You don't have to worry. One of the things everybody says about journaling is, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to start. Well, here it is, step by step. Just sit down with a pen and paper and do this. And you can do this a thousand times, however much you need to. Whenever something pops up, you can sit down and go through this process, write it out, figure it out. And it gives you a map. It gives you a guide where you can start to recognize your patterns and recognize the things that you get caught up in over and over again. Okay. If you haven't joined the bootcamp, get your happy buns in there and join us, addictionunlimited.com forward slash bootcamp. We're just in the first few days. It has been freaking outstanding. I'm blown away by this group. It's been so much fun. I can't wait to meet you in there. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I'll see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.